Galatians 5. I want you to hear the words of God, not my words, because some of you are going to feel like I'm prying into your life right now, but I'm not. I have a privilege and a responsibility to pastor this church for six years, and I'm planning on going for at least another 500. And when I stand before the Lord, I want to have a moment where I say, I told him. In fact, speaking of Ezekiel, there's a moment where God says to Ezekiel, if you will sound the alarm, if you will tell the people of Israel how they're supposed to live, I will not hold their blood against you. But if you fail to sound the alarm, I will hold you responsible. That's always marked me. Doesn't that mark us as pastors? So Galatians 5 says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. If you're not familiar with the word there, he's not just talking about our body, although that's part of it. The word flesh is sarx in the Greek, which is really that place where sinful cravings come from. Like if you're saved in Jesus' name, you are a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. But oftentimes the old patterns try to come back up. That's the flesh part. So he says, don't use your freedom, you're free. But rather serve one another humbly in love for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what's contrary to the spirit. Paul's just building a case before he's gonna give us a good list. He's saying you can either live by your flesh or you can live by the spirit. And those two, they don't play nice together. You don't get to come to Jesus and he says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And you say, okay, I'll follow you with this foot in the spirit and this foot in the flesh. They're always at odds. So we might ask, well, then how do I know? So Paul says, here's how you know. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality. This Blaze Church, this is adult church. So if you need me to define this for you, I will. Sexual morality is anything outside of God's intended plan for sex within marriage between one man and one wife. So that means culture's narrative of sleep around to see if you're compatible first, sexual immorality. Um, yeah, but pastor, I don't do that. I just, I just have lustful thoughts. I satisfy it with pornography and masturbation, sexual immorality. Yeah, but pastor, I don't watch pornography. Just watch Netflix. TVMA stuff, sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy. I'm not jealous. I just like what they have. Fits of rage. Yeah, but they're a jerk. They deserve it. Selfish ambition. That one gets me. Man, how I can follow the flesh to have selfish ambition and claim it in Jesus' name to say, I just want a big church for you, Lord. He checks my heart and says, selfish ambition. I'm right there. Dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Is do you understand that God has a kingdom for us to inherit? 
it can't just be cliche, reject normal, embrace kingdom around Blaze Church. If we don't realize all the while we wanna embrace kingdom, we're embracing normal. We're embracing a flesh way of living. The flesh needs to be surrendered to the work of the Holy Spirit because then the Holy Spirit wants to come along and he says, here's the fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Verse 24, this should just cause us to say, whoa. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Do you understand that Jesus was crucified for you? You take that. He was crucified for you, not so that you and I can throw our hands up and say, God understands. No, he doesn't. He loves you. But his word says now the flesh is crucified along with its desires. I just don't want to be a church that settles. I don't want you to be a, a, a people of God that just settle. To look at life the same way people who don't have Jesus in their life look at life. God has more for you. When we look at the chaos and the deconstruction of morality around the world, we should not be filled with fear. We should be filled with faith to say, my God still reigns above it all and I'm gonna live different. I'm not gonna buy into the narrative that tells me you should be afraid. I'm gonna be filled up with faith. I'm not gonna buy into the cultural narrative that says, keep it all for you. I'm gonna be generous. The cultural narrative that says, you decide your preference, your identity, your sexuality. You don't let nobody tell you how you're gonna run your relationships. I'm gonna live the way God calls me to live. Where did we come up with an idea that following Jesus was supposed to be easy? Where in scripture do you ever see, hey, Abram, by the way, this is gonna be a piece of cake, bro. Just follow me. David, not a big deal, man. You got this. It's gonna be easy. Where? But for some reason, especially here in Western modern Christianity, we get tweaked and upset when it gets a little bit hard to follow Jesus. When we read a passage of scripture that tells us how we should live our sexuality, we say, oh, no, 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 no. There's gotta be something cultural that I'm missing here. He wouldn't mean that. Let no corrupt communication come from your mouth. But I'm just like, this is just words. Let no corrupt communication come from your mouth. He can't mean cursing. What do you want it to mean? Guys, this is not a call to be religious, but I feel like, or I should say, I'm just kind of sensing what the Holy Spirit's doing in my time with him. We've kind of swung so far this way on the pendulum about it's not about what you do, it's about what God's done for you. Yes and amen, that's how you are saved. But we can't live there and say, now I can just keep living however I want, do whatever I want, say whatever I want, watch whatever I want with no standard at all and say, but I'm saved in Jesus' name because it all comes down to the gospel. He did it for me. He did it for you and called you to something higher, something more. He has a plan for you. 
you and I have the privilege to surrender to his plan. And on the days where we walk by the flesh, there is amazing grace, but not so that we can create a pathway led by the flesh so that we can, Paul says, what, should we just go on sinning so that more grace abounds? He says in Romans six, absolutely not. We don't live that way. This week I sat under this conviction, had the privilege to hear from incredible pastors. And one pastor said this, what do you say no to simply because you're a follower of Christ? And I just went, whoa. What do I say? No, I don't watch that. Why not? You think you're better? I don't think I'm better than you at all. <laughs> I just say no to certain things because I'm a follower of Christ. No, I, I don't have that worldview. No, I don't go there. No, I, I don't overindulge in that. Oh, because you're better. No, I'm not better at all, man. I love your sweatshirt. No days off. No days off. I'm not going to live how I want to live by the flesh Monday through Saturday, show up on Sunday, ask for forgiveness and repeat the cycle. That's not abundant living. That's not kingdom of God living. God has a better plan for our lives, but guys, it comes back to surrender. So I want you to take this today. What do you say no to simply because you said yes to Jesus? What are you saying? No, I don't know about that because I said yes to Jesus. Think about that. Our sins were on the cross. And no, you and I will never know what it looks like to see that visually. But I love that Paul says to one of the churches, we portrayed Christ to you as if you saw him there. So I do believe that you and I, when we will get a real depth of our depravity and a real good view of the love and grace of God, we will say, if the, if the cravings of the flesh have been nailed to the cross, then why in the world would I go back to a place of death and torture, the cross, peel them off and say, oh, but I need you today. I just got to binge something. I just got to feel good about something. I just need this substance to numb the pain for a little bit. And I'm going to put it back on the cross. I'm going to take it back down. God has freedom for you. Can you say, I'm I'm free in Jesus' name. I'm free. See, if we want to see the east end of Long Island changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's going to take some trailblazers, not that are more righteous, more holier than thou attitude, but some people who have said, my cravings have been nailed to the cross and I'm going to live different. If culture's living that way, you better believe I'm going that way. What's he doing? Don't you worry. Okay. Some of you may not know. This logo was created with intentionality. There's two lines that run through it. One is wide and one is narrow. This wasn't just aesthetics and, and visual aids. We believe that God has called us to blaze the trail for people because Jesus said, wide is the road that leads to destruction and there are many there. Narrow is the road that leads to life and there are few there. You can't be a trailblazer if you're walking the same road that people that don't know Jesus are walking. How do I get on this road? Do I have to try really hard? Do I have to give up things? Do I have to cancel my Netflix account? No, maybe, but that's not how you get on the road. 
The only way you get on the road is through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, trusting in him. That is salvation. It's a gospel we will never change at Blaze Church. But can I tell you, there's a conviction on your pastor that we have preached that so much that our pendulum's over here and we forgot there's also a call to holiness, everybody. And I've been jacked up by the holiness movement. I know I may not look older than 13, but I'm 32, okay? Questioned my salvation, questioned if God loved me, worried that if I listened to a song by Backstreet Boys, I was going to hell. I've been there, all right? Well, TMI, we were bumping boys to men last night. This is what happens in, in our house, all right? So I'm there. This is not stop watching that, stop saying that, stop doing that because you're gonna lose your salvation. Your salvation was given to you by Jesus Christ and him alone. You can't earn it, you don't deserve it. That's where we land on the gospel. But when we are saved, our lives are changed. Changed. I read a quote this past week that I believe it was Billy Graham's wife who her tombstone has, has the phrase on it, construction finished, thank you for being patient with me. End of construction. I just love that. Okay, we're in construction. I get that. I'm for you. As your pastors, our call is to champion you and cheer you on while you're in the construction process. But way too many believers aren't in the construction process. We're at the end of it thinking we're done and there's a whole bunch of potholes in the road. And it's not done. God wants to fill that stuff. Can we be here to worship the Lord this morning? To bow before him? Because I'm telling you, he wants you to live different. How real can I make this without you being so mad at me? Some of us, some of us are in the middle of watching things that do not bring us closer to Jesus. It's darkness, it's evil. And I know what you're thinking. All right, I'll just finish this season and then I'll surrender it. He's right now, I just felt the Holy Spirit's putting this. No. When you go home tonight to watch that, I'm praying that there is the most beautiful and loving conviction in that moment and that the Lord just leads you. You never thought you could stop because you need to know what happens. But all of a sudden you're like, I know the craving's gone. I don't know why. I don't need to know how it ends. I'm gonna watch The Chosen. Now you don't have to watch The Chosen, but you just, I'm just gonna turn it off. Some of us, you can't even imagine forgiving that person. They have hurt you so bad. If they walked in right now, you'd walk out. You're not gonna know why, but you're gonna have a desire to forgive and the craving to hold a grudge is gonna be gone. In Jesus' name. Some of us, your language is so colorful. So many colors. So many words. And it may not even be the extreme words. It's just, it's laced with sarcasm. It's laced with gossip. You tear people down. Use foul language. And you're saying, there's no way. I've always spoken this way. It's just my job. It's my environment. You're not going to know why, but if you'll surrender it to the Lord, the craving to speak that way will be gone because James says, who can control the tongue? The answer is Jesus can. He can when we surrender it to him. 
So here's what we're going to do in this service. We got three pastors here and we're going to pray over you because scripture says that there is power. The, the prayers of a righteous man are effective and powerful. Our righteousness isn't found in ourselves. It's found in the robe of righteousness that Jesus has put on us. But we are going to partner with you because I'm telling you what you need most today is an attitude of surrender. What I need most today is an attitude of surrender to not just go home and say, that was great to be at church. Resume my regularly programmed life. I want to live different. I want what Jesus has for me. And that takes saying no to some things, denying myself, picking up my cross and following him. You're not doing it alone. We're going to pray with you. If you want to hear what Pastor Mike had to say, he preached it in the 930. It's online. We're going to have to cut your, we're going to have to cut your honorarium check in half though. But I don't, I don't know why Edwin, why the Holy Spirit just jumped in the driver's seat like he's supposed to be in this one so we're gonna pray and we're gonna worship with something whatever you decide on that side you just talk about it we're gonna worship with something but for this service you need to surrender I heard a story this week by John Maxwell. He had shared how he had the not privilege of being with somebody on their deathbed and invited them to church and they said, yes, I will come to And when he got home 20 minutes later, that person passed away. And he shared how it marked him because he knew that that person for all eternity will now be separate from the Lord because he never surrendered his life to him. And if you know Blaze Church, we do not preach a turn or burn gospel here. We do not preach that. We preach the amazing love and grace of Jesus, but we live with the reality of God could come at any moment. We want to live for him. We want to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Would that be your prayer and your song as we pray? Just breathe on me. Because your fresh wind and your fresh fire has the power to burn up the things that don't belong. We want him today. And so we're going to worship the Lord. You can bow where you are. And we're going to create a place for you to come forward. And we're simply going to lay hands on you and agree with you that whatever that area that needs to be surrendered is surrendered today. Now I'm going to ask you to be bold. When you come and see us, I want you to verbalize the area of surrender. We won't have a microphone and we're not recording it and we're not going to talk about it. But in the confidence of your pastors who love you, verbalize. I'm done with drunkenness. It's got a grip on me. I'm done with sexual immorality. I'm done with that show. I'm done with language. And we're going to just pray and say yes in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we are agreeing with you.
that God is freeing you today. So we're gonna pray. And before we kind of come into this space and you maybe wanna bow in your seat, sit in your seat, worship the Lord with your hands up and then find a time to come up here. We're gonna pray over you. I wanna just pray as a church right now. And I'm gonna ask you to do something. Just open your hands before the Lord. It's something we do so often, but maybe today it's having new purpose as you are before the Lord saying, I surrender all, all to you, Jesus. Father, Holy Spirit, breath of God, come breathe on us. Purify my heart. Cut away what needs to be cut off. May the cravings of the flesh be nailed to the cross today. May there be freedom today. we've declared you've brought us out of Egypt but so many are looking back at Egypt and today we're saying no my eyes are fixed on Jesus today we're saying Holy Spirit reveal us reveal in us what needs to go search my heart show me see if there be some wicked way in me the prayer of David so that we might confess and as scripture says, confess your sins one to another and you will be healed. Today is a healing day. Today is a day where addictions and cravings stop. In Jesus' name, we pray against the darkness right now. We pray against demons and spiritual rulers who have had strongholds set up in the minds of your children for too long. And we say, no more in Jesus' name. The walls are coming down today. The strongholds are breaking today. God, you are changing the atmosphere here. You are doing what only you can do. When your spirit shows up, the enemy runs. And today we come before you and say everything about us. We want it to be about you. We will not play games. We will not play church. We will be trailblazers who have surrendered their lives to Jesus. Your name we pray. We say a good amen right there, which means I agree with it. Atmosphere is changing now for the spirit of the Lord.